Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it! What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. You both know this is completely fucked up, right? Yeah. Of course. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. And here we go. Week number four. Thanks for listening to Top 5 for Fighting. Um, this week we got a little bit of different. We still have a little bit of sports coverage, but uh, we're going to get into something a little bit different that includes the ladies. Uh-oh, ladies. Where yes. you at, ladies? Holla, holla. So uh, let's, let's just get right into it um, so we don't go an hour and a half again today. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, I'll take the blame for that one, guys. All right, so... What we're going to start off with, there was um, a little bit here and there with the college football offseason. This is the time of year where us college football fans start fiending for anything because it's the offseason is incredibly way too long, so spring ball is going on right now. And a couple things that have made the news as far as, you know, obviously we touched on the pay for play for athletes, and we did that already. But transfer rules for college athletes is something that comes up quite a bit, and the NCAA still can't seem to embrace – cleanly they always have some sort of debate or always some some sort of controversy so where do you stand on this greg um i i it, that's tough to say where you stand on it uh, to be honest with you i don't think what they are allowing to happen right now is good i i like the way the rule is but i do think the rules being misapplied i feel like if a kid get, gets uh recruited Pardon me. Wow. Way, what a way to start off right there. Are you saying the NCAA is not handling things oh properly? Oh, my God. I would never say anything like that. <laughs> what? Uh, I think that when a kid gets recruited to a school, if the coach leaves, he has the right to leave. I don't care why the coach leaves. The coach gets fired. The coach decides he's going to go coach at Texas A&M or, or whatever. If, if that kid goes into a system that's set up by that kid, you could be a six foot four, 250-pound quarterback that's a pure pocket passer and have somebody come in that now they're going to run uh, an option or they're going to run a spread offense. You don't fit there. You don't belong there anymore. I think in that case you should be allowed that hardship transfer. Yeah, we both agree 100% on yeah. that, without a doubt. But when you pick a school and you go to a school because you want to play at, and the three I'm going to touch on today are Clemson, Ohio State, and Georgia – when you go there because you want to be in the national spotlight and you can't get a position, you should not get to transfer without having to sit out a year, period. There is no hardship there. None. Correct. Yeah, The uh, and not to bash on Ohio State, which is so easy to do, but the, the quarterback that came from Georgia, and we talked about this briefly. Um, Justin Fields. What, what I'm trying to understand is when you transfer to school, we use Shea Patterson as an example, obviously – of course, the Michigan quarterback. But the scenario he went through at Old Miss, there, there was problems. There were sanctions. There was a lot of bad stuff, and these kids were kind of stuck in a bad situation, so he wanted to transfer to Michigan. And, of course, he won the, all of the players that transferred out, I believe, were awarded the ability to play right away. There were five of them. Rightfully so, because yes. they those kids were – it was no fault of their own. They're in a bad situation. They're going out, going to another school. 100%. Be, they should be able to play. No, qu- That process took – months longer than it should have it should have been a day or two yeah this is the situation good 
However, now you have the situation with Justin Fields. He was awarded a hardship waiver to transfer from Georgia to Ohio State to play immediately. What's the hardship? That he wasn't going to be able to start. That was his hardship. Wah, wah, wah. So he lost his position. He wasn't going to be able to start. He showed up at Georgia as the number one overall recruit from ESPN in the 2018 recruiting class. Right. He went to Georgia, and he could not beat could not beat out Jeff Rom. And Jeff Rom is entrenched as a starter now. When you make the college football playoff two years in a row as the quarterback, you are going to continue to sure. play that position. So he's decided that now I'm just too good to sit on the bench. Obviously, you're not because there's somebody else who's beating you out. He's decided he's going to go, and he did go to Ohio State. And they granted him immediate eligibility. They approved his hardship waiver. Quickly. Yeah. Really fast. That didn't last long at all. Almost like Lori Laughlin was involved in the project. Oh, boy. Good shots fired. Yeah, it's the the whole stance on transfers for college athletes. These kids only get four years of playing time in school. And anybody that's ever played football knows that that time playing football goes by incredibly fast. Four years goes by in the blink of an eye, really. If we all think back to when we played and how how quick it goes, then all of a sudden you're not playing anymore, and you go, man, man that, that went quick. Yeah. Um, I'm not taking anything away from fields. I personally, my view on this is if someone's going to transfer, they should be able to play right away. I mean, the sketchiness of this hardship waiver, it, it makes no sense to me. But that being said, it the only downside of this is it, it really starts a bad culture of, well, I'm in a school. I'm not going to get to start. I'm taking my ball. I'm going elsewhere. You, you can't allow a player that just goes from a school to another school to play immediately without a legitimate reason, like the coach quit, the school was put on probation, because then you're going to start an atmosphere and a culture of poaching. You're going to have you're going to have coaches going after other players. You're going to turn it into free agency. Right. Exact. One hundred percent. That's why that one year sit out is, minus is, the contracts. Is there. Right. <laughs> right. That that one year uh, take got to take a year off. That's what that rule is for. Now, ironically, uh, the Tate Martell, the kid from Ohio State who left Ohio State to go to Miami, who was granted immediate um, immediate eligibility. I'm okay with that because there's a new coach in town there, and it's going to be a different system. Right. Urban Meyer left. You've got a new coach. I don't care why Urban Meyer left, but that kid was recruited by Urban Meyer to play for Urban Meyer, and that's not going to happen. You want to go to Miami? I'm okay with that because, like you said, it's a very small window for these kids to show themselves to the NFL. Right. So I'm okay with that. Justin Fields, I'm not. Kelly Bryant, I don't agree with why he left Clemson, but under the rules, he's allowed to be immediately eligible this year to play for Missouri because he has graduated. Now, he... Retained. And I have no problem with that either. I don't either. I think it's ironic that he left Clemson so he could go play at Missouri where they're not going to go to a bowl this year. But, hey, good for you. Nice yeah, choice. That, that doesn't make any sense either. But it's, I just think it sets a bad precedent in a way. And it's hard because I feel like I sit on both sides of the fence here. I, I do think that they should be able to transfer. And if they do transfer, they should be able to play right away regardless. But I just think that the scenarios under which these kids are being able to transfer – is what really the should be the core of the problem. Why are you transferring? What's the reason? And and that should ultimately, you know, depend on or d- decide whether they're able to play right away or not. It, it's it's a touchy subject because the you know you're dealing with again a limited window, like you said. And if these kids have to sit out for a year, it's you know it's kind of rough. But you don't want to open up freaking thunderdome when it comes to transfers and then you've just got kids all over the pool like when's the last time you heard before this year the transfer portal 
ESPN talks like anytime you watch a college football show, uh, names are in the transfer portal. Like it's funny, it's funny that you brought that up because I was going to address that here. Apparently, this transfer portal is a program, much like Tinder, where you can put your name out there and you can swipe left or swipe left if, right if you're a coach. Right. Uh, Lane Kiffin, the head coach at FAU, who uh, take Lane Kiffin for what he is. James Franklin, who's a head coach at Penn State, both made comments on this this week, and they said this is legit- legitimately becoming a poacher's system. These kids are putting their names out there on this on this portal, right. and they are communicating with other coaches. Now, if you do that in the NFL, that's tampering. Now, if you do that in the NCAA, it's just well, the kid might want to go somewhere else. This is this is this is going to get ugly at some point because you're going to have high-profile recruits just leave. And and it's gonna. How do you how do you recruit as a coach now? How do you recruit because you've got you got a quarterback that's sitting on the bench that you've expected to play through his junior and senior years while you while their guy and now all of a sudden he's gone and now you're sitting here with your pants around your ankles looking stupid. Well, the first thing that and just and again this is just my own opinion, my own feelings on this. I am tired of hearing about recruiting. Um, and again. Just in the overall, in the off season, or even during the season, uh, you know, these kids, these schools are are talking about, you know, these commitments. They're, they've got a high school junior that committed, um, sophomores that are being recruited that are supposedly verbally committing and all that stuff. These commitments for these guys mean nothing because very. It, Again, very might not few even graduate high school. Not, not only that, they're going to end up somewhere else because it, it, it happens so many times while well, I'm going to decommit. Let, let's call it what it is. These are high school kids that are attention whores. They, they, they get the limelight. Yes, they're phenomenal athletes. They're getting recruited by these big schools. They've got, well, here's my top five list, ironically. Here's my list of schools that I'm interested in. And they keep these schools like that commercial. Oh, you almost had it. Yeah. You almost oh, had it. You got to be quick that on that. Was a good one. For two years or a whole year, like you know, they'll verbally commit or they'll decommit, and then they'll do elsewhere. You know, God tells them whatever. I just I get sick of recruiting. They're putting these kids on national television the day they sign the school that they're going to, and they keep it under lock and key like it's the goddamn launch code. They're or making something. their own movies to announce which school they're yeah. going. Yeah, well, yeah, it's super creative. But here's here's what I care about: the team that kicks off in August. That's all I care about. Yeah, I don't want to hear about the 18-year-old phenom, phenom athlete that, that's coming in two years or a year. I just care about the team that kicks off in the fall. That's all I care about. And that's all, honestly all I want to hear about because until that kid signs on signing day and comes in and does what he's advertised to do, I don't care. Yeah. Well, we don't really – I'll, I'll pay attention to it at a glance. Oh, heck, Florida State got that guy, or you know, Michigan got that guy. Right. But there are a lot of people out there that they make. This is how it works. Just like Tom Brady said one time, you got CNN and Fox making twenty-four hours of news out of fifteen minutes worth. There's guys they that make careers just, out of they this. They are just trying to fill that entire TV slot. ESPN twenty-four hours a day. There's not that. There's really isn't that much sports. No, there's not. I know that's where it, we come into the Ocho is actually. Probably not far off. Because I'd watch it. I, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't we all, especially if dodgeball was on there? Oh, Got to pay extra for that kind of action, Cotton. <sighs> yeah, it's – I just – I'm over-recruiting. I hate it. Like, you know, obviously you can't ignore it because it has such a presence out there, but I just don't care about it. To, to wrap that up, I can sum it up how stupid the recruiting chatter is. I read an article three years ago 
and I won't say the college, but everybody knows what college it was, and for once it's not Ohio State. There was a young man in Louisiana who was given a full scholarship when he was in the eighth grade by a Division One national championship team. Yeah, that's that's insanity. That's ridiculous. That's stupidity. But there is an audience for it. It's always going to be in the limelight. It's always going to have its its coverage because apparently enough people pay attention to it. Um, I just I don't get it. Yeah. All right. So that wraps that up. Um, and it, for some reason, you wanted to cover this this week. Major League Baseball is getting ready to opening days across the country. Um, and I, I can't really crap on it too much. I'm from Michigan. Uh, Detroit Tigers opening day is a national ho- holiday up there. And it, it, I'm not going to I've been to plenty of them. They're fun. They're, they're great. It's awesome. But when your team is a complete shit show, it's pretty hard to get excited for it. And my Tigers are an absolute shit show yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty bad this year it's tough they they just lost former for the whole i mean it's it's just not good here's what i want to say about baseball i remember my dad's father was a just a baseball freak he loved it it was he he loved it i remember spending the summers with him in michigan and he would watch baseball in the evening he would watch the tigers play on a little nine inch black and white tv and was just in love with it would go to the games took me to my first major league baseball game at the old tiger stadium saw lanch paris hit a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth to win it It was just baseball i love baseball i do it's to me one of the hardest things in sports to do is hit a round ball with a round bat make it go straight i don't watch as much as i should because i'm so busy but here's what i want to say to major league baseball you took what is called America's pastime and you opened the season at 5 a.m. in the morning in Japan. Fuck you. Japan. Japan. Really? You took, you took, you, you could not give us a, a Sunday night broadcast between two good games. You opened in Japan between the, the A's and the, and the, the Mariners. The Mariners. Yeah, that's right. Seriously? Why why should I care about you when that's how you treat me? That would be like you taking the opening Thursday night game would be between the Bucks and the Jaguars and you'd played in Venezuela or some crap like that. Who cares? Or London. Either way, yeah. I, it's yeah, th- these international games with these pro sports, um Japan has their own Major League Baseball over there, um which is super popular. You know, Ichiro came from over there. I just I don't understand why our professional sports are now feeling the need that they have to play this across the globe in other countries. Um, I, I don't get it. It's our sport. Play it here. Our fans pay money for that. We follow these teams. These are our teams. They do have a following overseas. That's great. But like you said, if you're going to kick off a major league baseball season, America's pastime, why is it not being played in America? I mean, if you're going to do something cool, send the two crappiest teams over to Japan as two more bombs. Just as a joke. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But if you're going to do it, why can't you do it in May or June? Halfway through the season. Well, it, well, or like, it, right. You started the season there. I there was it. no pomp. There was no circumstance. There was just a big middle finger, and it made me so mad. And you know what? I'm not the only one. Greg, I, I, I didn't saw, know about it till I got here. Exactly. Tony Kornheiser on uh, Pardon the Interruption the other day. He said, I didn't even know it was on until I got up to start doing some prep work for the show today, and they're playing live baseball. I'm like, why are they playing a farm game in, in, or a, major, a, a, a preseason game in Japan? Yeah, you know, I, I spent six months in Japan when I was in the military, and those people are batshit crazy for baseball. Absolutely. Abs- like, you, 
you can't even compare it to where they are in for soccer in Europe. These guys, they live, eat, breathe everything. This sport, and I get that that you want to kind of tap into that market, but they have their own market. They're not super impressed by American baseball teams, as far as I'm concerned, because it's a different type of game. Um, Americans are losing interest in American baseball. There's a reason. That the, they are. The, there, there is a reason because I really don't have four and a half hours to kill to watch a baseball game. Where, um, and let's face it, it's just this time of year when the season's going to last for, for the next six months. Yeah. It's not that fun to watch. It's not exciting. It, it's it's baseball is a is is the most individual team sport out there. And right. there's a lot of unbelievable athletes that play baseball. The stuff that those pitchers do with that ball and the plays these guys make diving, I, I will not degrade their talent one iota. But when you compare it to even basketball or football or hockey, don't even try to compare it to hockey, it's just as, as, as good as it is and as talented as they are, it's just hard to watch that pace now especially for a lot of millennial people or a lot of people who are on the go. It's hard. It's hard to watch. It's not yeah. a lot of action. Funny story with that. Um, again, I'll probably always find a way to tie my son into this somehow. But when he was young, he started playing t-ball. Like, like every all, kid. Like, like every kid. Like every it, kid should. T-ball, soccer, whatever else. Whatever else. But he, he started playing baseball. And he started to get a little bit older. He was pitching. He was striking kids out. Um, he was just a gifted athlete when he was in diapers. But... It was fun to watch, and then over like the I want to say it was like the second season that he was playing. He just he was playing the outfield and stuff, and he was it, you could just tell like what's going on. Like Dylan, are you, are you do you not want to play this anymore? He said, "No, Dad, it's boring. I just I just stand around. It gets boring." And then you know, thankfully the kid found football and found out that the act of hitting somebody so hard they not you know if they fall on the ground is like a drug and you know it rest went from there but it all started because he just got bored yeah. of just standing around and and that's how it feels watching these games early in the year because there's you know 100 and some games left in the year 6 months to go before the playoffs are even being talked about it feels like but and you generally it's just too slow. you generally know the playoff teams in baseball about 2 months into the season Absolutely, you, you Look, really, you really do. It's yeah. not like football where you can have somebody sneak in at the end, or hockey where you can go on a, you know, an eleven game win win streak at the end of the season, or because because it's it just it's a different type of game. You either have that starting rotation, or you have that bomb hitter, or you don't. Yeah, because especially in hockey, and you know, hockey playoffs are right around the corner. We will be talking about that more coming up. I promise you, a team in hockey that's out of the playoffs by 10, 15 points, they can get hot in a week or two weeks, and all of a sudden they've made up the ground and now they're on the verge of getting a, um, you know, a wild card spot. I remember the L.A. Kings doing that a few years ago, and it's, coming in, it, sneaking it, in at number eight. And it can happen. Out. Yeah. In baseball, when you fall 25 games behind. You are done. You're d Just pack it up. Yeah. Go back to Japan. You're done. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that's, you know, and then, you know, the other big headline for baseball, Bryce Harper gets a 13-year, $330 million contract. Well, that's Jack compared to what Mike Trout got. Mike Trout got, what, 10 for 422 or something? It's just, and, and on fully top of that. Fully guaranteed. And, fully guaranteed. Yeah, it's. The guy could fall off his, he could fall off the bench tomorrow and be done and go, I'll take my $422 million, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, the, the contracts in pro sports are just getting so mind-blowingly big. You know, Aaron Rodgers in the NFL, he got that contract, and he literally, like, it was all guaranteed, wasn't it? Co-owner co of, of, the, of the Packers? Like, he Aaron literally Rogers. signed that contract. He could have walked away and said, I'm done, and he gets all that money. 
Yeah, I don't know if it was fully guaranteed. I think the only person's contract right now that's fully guaranteed is um, uh, Kirk Cousins. Well, I think I read Rodgers is guaranteed. There's a lot of guaranteed, but it's, it's not fully guaranteed. It's insane amount of money. Yeah, it is. But so that, I don't know. It's just baseball. I'm going to make a conscious effort to try and watch some more. I, I know that the Tigers are going to be bad, but once playoffs for hockey wrap up and there's nothing to fill that void until football, I mean, I don't It'll know. It'll probably end up having to be Game of Thrones to fill that void. Oh, don't even get me started because you haven't watched a goddamn hey, I episode I told you yet. I'm making effort. You will, I, will, I will walk right the fuck out right now. This is going to be a, a weekly game on this show to find out if Greg started watching Game of Thrones yet. Because when that Game of Thrones episode comes, when that first first episode hits, we are going to dive deep. And I'm going to bring my buddy Nick in. I'm going to watch the cliff notes. I'm going to bring my buddy Nick in because he is a Game of Thrones junkie. He's the one that got me hooked. And then, whoa, yeah, we're, we're going to go deep into Game of Thrones. You're going to go deep? Deep. Back, 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 back. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right. All right. So let's do this. We'll take our quick fake break real quick, and then we're going to get into the subject of the week. Yep. This week on our break, you will not be hearing sponsors, uh, commercials from our sponsors, Levi's or Budweiser. Or MLB. <laughs> be right back. All right, guys. Welcome back from our fake break with our fake sponsors. Uh, Mike and I needed that break to get up and stretch and uh, get another beer. Yep, get another beer, relax. Uh, next section we're going to talk about is mostly mostly movie related. We're gonna, uh, uh, as you probably know from our post, our top five list today is going to be um, we're going to call them dick flicks, and they're they're movies that women like to watch with guys, not chick flicks, not chick flicks, dick flicks. Um, so um, we're going to explain that a little bit later, but uh, we're going to be on the movie subject here. And one of the things that I wanted to start off with, and um, my level of outrage this week, I almost had an aneurysm and a coronary at the same time because somebody posted on my Facebook page this week the new movie that is going to be coming out October 20th in 2009, uh, 2020. And it stars Jim Carrey and a relatively unknown young man named Aaron Schapp. Would you like to take a guess at what this movie is, Mike? So it's Jim Carrey? Yes. Um, so I'm going to guess that he's not going to do what everyone wants him to do is a comedy. So it's going to be a drama back to the future. And the tagline is I'm they hoping. found a car. They had no idea where it would take them. Netflix, just go ahead and just throw it right in the garbage can because I don't give a shit. It was, it's a, it's a Netflix movie. Yes. I'm out. I agreed. I'm past. Uh, I'm out. Get, these guys in Hollywood that call themselves writers. Are they are they re reappropriators? Are are they the, uh, really? That's all you've got is Back to the Future. Leave it alone. It's perfect the way it is. Leave it alone. Bring back Ace Ventura. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Talk to me through your butt. To say that there was a lot of people that got angry about the Ghostbusters that was made with Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon and um, Kristen Wiig. And you know what? I, I people were mad that they remade it with women. I don't care that they remade it with women. I care that they remade it. You. If you want to continue the universe with their kids or their daughters or something like that, that's fine. But you couldn't come up with anything better than three white women, a black woman, and a good-looking guy? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't even argue that. That's, you, that's you, my rant for the week. Back to the Future, uh, straight up right now, haven't even seen it, giving it, giving it 14 thumbs down. Yeah, not even going to bother, really. Um, Ghostbusters, really quick. Um, I was actually up north at the time, took a group of kids to go see it, uh, some friends of ours, and was actually babysitting, so I took all of them to go see it. Um, I didn't hate it. it. It wasn't this wretched pile of trash that everyone makes it out to be. 
I do agree it was completely unnecessary. Thankfully, Ivan Reitman's kid is writing the ship, and he is now doing a new Ghostbusters movie that's a continuation of with the original cast yeah. members. I, I'm all for that because it's being handled properly by the right person. Which looks even more sexist because they're saying that that last movie was not even part of the universe at this point. But and it's it just is what it is. It was a bad, it was a failed attempt at a reboot. Yeah, that's all it is. I thought the acting, the performances in it were great. I mean, I laughed, but I, I was I watched the movie. I was I literally was just kind of like. Eh. Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. Oh, she stole the show. Uh, she stole the movie. I know there's um, I can't, Leslie. I can't remember her name. She's hilarious, but Kate McKinnon stole that movie. Yeah, she did. Absolutely. Melissa McCarthy's always funny. I didn't really ha- underplayed her in that movie though. Totally. I just Kristen Wiig. I thought was the worst part of the movie. She was. Uh, yeah, um, it was. It was a stupid character. It, it was, was just a, a failed character. reboot. Yes, it, was, it, was. It, it is what it is. It's yeah. not because they were women. It was a failed reboot. Yeah, I and agree. It's, um, and Chris Hemsworth did not take your shirt off near enough in that movie. <laughs> he was hilarious. He was good um, in it. Like I said, the acting was great. Yeah. Just a failed reboot. That's all it was. Nothing more, nothing less. So, speaking of movies, have you seen anything this week? I know the answer is no, but I'm going to try anyway. No, I watched, you, I watched a couple of movies this week. What'd you uh, watch? One of the movies I watched I can't talk about because we're going to talk about it in the top five list. Fair enough. Um, uh, uh, I watched some of the Blues Brothers Okay. Uh, like I like to have background noise on when I'm in the office working. Blues Brothers. I mean, how how do you beat that? Uh, unfortunately, this week I didn't get to watch a lot of movies because I watched a lot of college basketball. Um, I don't watch college basketball really that much until the tournament comes around. I can't explain it. I love watching the tournament. Right. I watched a lot of basketball this week. It is amazing, and we we'll touch more on that. I'm sure next week with the uh, the Sweet Sixteen now in full play. Go blue. Yep. Um, I watched two movies actually this week. I watched uh, Triple Frontier on Netflix, which is something that I cannot recommend heavily enough. Oscar I'm Isaacs. I'm interested. I, I like the the trailer kind of, you know, kind of. I, I don't like watching trailers because it gives too much away. But I will it, it tell you me. this: that trailer that they show you for Triple Frontier and with all the action and the shooting and stuff, that's about uh, I don't twenty percent of the movie. Nice. And that's all in the first part of the movie. So it's. I can't recommend that enough. It's an awesome action movie that you do not know what's going to happen later, which which is always key. The other movie that I watched was Den of Thieves, the bank robbery movie with Gerard Butler, Leonidas himself. Um, I was talking to a few buddies about this. Den of Thieves, if you like bank robbery movies or, you know, good guys, bad guys, this movie, and I'll probably get beat up on this, is better than Heat. It's way better of a bank robbery movie. I'm not saying Heat's bad. I'm just saying this movie's so intense for two and a half hours that that two and a half hours goes by and you're like, holy crap! Like that was awesome. Yeah, don't don't feel bad saying that about Heat. Heat is a good movie. Um, Heat is um a, a, a high budget, um wide release of Miami Vice. If you kind of want to get down to it, but that movie is it was good, but it was slow. I think in that movie they were trying to make use of Pacino and De Niro. Uh, who they were and it did great other, other other than the 30 minutes where they robbed the bank it really is a lot of subterfuge espionage it's not a high high octane movie by any this means. movie has both because both gerard butler is the lead um cop for the special crimes unit and the bad guy that runs the bank robbery crew it's similar to heat because they both know who each other are they both know what's going to happen and it's like i dare you to i dare you to stop it i dare you to figure out what i'm going to do and it's so good yeah i looked it up on imdb when we were talking about it it gets seven out of ten on imdb which i just discredit because there's a lot of trolls out there who just like to shit on everything so if i see a seven i typically give it an eight eight and a half um so those are my two recommendations den of thieves and which i think we watched it on showtime and uh triple frontier which is on netflix i liked it watch them like it 
So the subject for this week is basically as a husband, uh, whether you're a husband, a boyfriend, a wife, girlfriend, mistress, whatever it may be, we've all sat through movies that we didn't want to sit through. Um, I still will wake up in a cold sweat of nightmares having to sit through the notebook so many years ago. Those are like two hours and 20 minutes of my life that I'm still clawing to get back that I'll never get back. We've all had to do it. And whether you're sitting through chick flicks or our new favorite term, dick flicks, um, every now and then you'll sit through one and you like it, right? Okay. So what we did is we talked to, you know, our significant others, friends, um, to get an idea of the movies that they liked, even though they sat through it or probably didn't think they were going to like it, and ended up actually really enjoyed it. So what we did is we asked around, like I said, we've got a list. We're going to touch on a couple of them. But first, I got a couple games I want to play with you, Greg. All right. So the first game that we're going to play is hands above the waist is on the table at all time. <laughs> so family feud style. All right. Top five answers are on the board. All right. Let's say you're sitting down and the wife says, hey, let's watch this movie. Top five actresses that you know you're stuck watching a chick flick. You mean like a woman's going to be this specific actress? If this specific actress shows up in a movie, you know you're screwed and you know you're going to be watching a chick flick. Meg Ryan. Wow. Number one answer. There's one. No strikes. Kate Hudson. You, sir, are two for two. Anne Hathaway? Nope. Now, keep in mind, uh, the minutes of research that I did, that's how I came up with these five actresses. The minutes of minutes. research? I put in some hard minutes. Hard minutes? Like, like, like eight? Uh, take, take the under. <laughs> <laughs> A solid five minutes of research, I'll, I'll say I put in for uh, this. Meryl Streep. No, not Meryl Streep. Although, I will give you credit because that's a good one. I put it this way: through personal experience and recent movies that you know over the past ten, fifteen years that I've watched that just scream chick flick. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, dead want, air, dead air. Want a hint? Yeah, give me a hint. Hookers. 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 I know nothing about hookers, sir. No, I know I know you don't. But I'm just saying, prostitutes. Rich guys in suits. You know people listening are screaming like, How do you not know this? Right? 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 Because I am a moron, ladies and gentlemen. I don't I don't I don't know. Julia Roberts. Oh, damn it, man. Yeah. Pretty yeah. woman. All right. right. Julia Roberts. So we had to go through what about that one. what about Drew Barrymore? No, because she's done a few comedies. You know, with Adam Sandler, and you know, she's also got that series on Netflix, which is really funny, where she's dead. the one where she's the Santa, the Santa Clara diet. Santa Clara, diet, yeah. Um, but no, so I got I got two strikes, right? So you got two strikes, but um, two very. When you hear the two names, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, God damn it, that's right. Yeah, I can't. I can't even. I all right. I'll I'm, just I'm give really you the last myself. two. I can't even come up with a, another name right now. Kate Winslet. Yeah, Kate Winslet. That makes sense. Big time. Yeah. Um, and then, I, in my mind, the one that screams it the most, if she shows up in a movie, I know I'm screwed. Catherine Heigl. Oh, yeah, I never would I never would have thought to mention yeah. uh, Catherine Heigl. Uh, yeah, I've seen quite a few movies with Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, hey, I, I, I got the top two. You, 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 you <laughs> nailed it, really. Um, 
And then this game here that I'm sure the guys that are listening, which let's be honest, they're probably all guys listening. Uh, I picked five quotes from movies that in no random or in no reasonable order quotes from not the top quotes, which is deadly, you know, going to give it away. Right. You know, like if I was going to pick Tombstone, it'd be like, you're going to do something or you're just going to stand there and bleed. You, you, you know what I'm movie it is, right? Gotcha. Okay, exactly. I'm your Huckleberry. So all you got to do is tell me the movie. You don't have to name the character or anything. Quote number one, the fate of the world is in the hands of a bunch of retards. I wouldn't trust. See, very good. See, I knew (laughs) you were going to. A bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato potato gun. gun. All right, so you got that one pretty good. I will say the last one is a little tougher. All right. Number two, Curtis, I don't want to listen to no jive-ass preacher talking to me about heaven and hell. (laughs) Just saw it this morning. (laughs) Um it was on the damn TV when I walked in, so that was right. like that's ironic. But that I'm is ironic. Spoil it. But that just shows you how good that movie is. Exactly. Number three, it's a lengthy one, so just bear with me. I don't even know what the hell that means. Just remember what old blank does when the earthquakes and poison arrows rain fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Blank just looks that big old storm right in the eye and says, "Give me your best shot. I can take it." Oh, I don't. That's a good one. I don't know that one. I'll give you a hint. All right, Tombstone is a hint. It's not the movie, but it's just a hint. Is that Twister? Nope. Is it Kurt Russell? Mm-hmm. So Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, very good. Jack Burton. That's. I mean, if there's anything that you can be labeled a guy movie. Yeah, that's freaking big. You trouble know what? In that movie's China. fun to watch. Uh, and again, it, like I mentioned last week about Indiana Jones, you watch Big Trouble in Little China, and you're like, "This movie's so good," and yet it's just a pile of shit because it's, the effects were we were there. It doesn't hold up, but it does. It, it does hold right. up. It's a it's fun. It's an '80s movie. It is absolutely one hundred percent to the T. So you could almost so, yeah. It, and 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 who doesn't want to look at Kurt Russell for an hour and forty five minutes? Let's be honest. Because he's just awesome. He is. All right, number four. Much shorter. Do you have an off switch? Yeah, it's right next to the prostate. Or is that the on switch? That's Deadpool. Yeah, very good. You knew I wasn't going to have this list without having something from the, right? king, the king. Have to. All right, here we go. Number five, dig deep. I know Richard's going to be listening to this. That's what I told my doctor my last prostate check. Yeah, exactly. Um, Richard's going to know this probably in um, four words. Just curious. So, Richard, when you're listening to this, just message us. How many words in did you know that this movie was from? Here we go. You don't fear death. You welcome it. Your punishment must be more severe. Wow. Here's your, um, here's your clue. Yeah. Superhero movie. Yeah, I know. It's super. I'm trying. I can't. I can't think of which one it was. Villain. Well, um, you don't fear death. You welcome it. Your punishment must be more severe. Is that what they, uh, in Infinity War, what they said to Red Skull? DC. Oh, so that's got to be uh, that's got to be the Dark Knight. Yeah, because he's talking about the Joker. Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Bane, oh, Bane says that. All right. Yes. Um, you know, I honestly, I I probably should have known that, but I have not watched the Dark Knight Rises as much as some people have because I did not find it to be really good. Oh, sir, we can argue right now. How did you not like The Dark Knight Rises? I liked it. No, I'm, no, no. I liked okay. it. But if I'm going to sit down and watch a Batman movie, I'm going to watch Batman Begins or The Dark Knight. I, I just thought there was way too much bullshit in The Dark Knight Rises for me to sit here legitimately and look at it and go, come on. 
come on. The only problem I had with it was as far as Batman disappearing or retiring because he was upset or hurt or I, I, whatever. But Bane, that movie was amazing. That was a fun game. I'm going to have to no, come up with something for nice you Nice job. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. I did all right. You did pretty well. Sorry about the dead air there, guys. I'll edit that out in post maybe hey, it's, or it's, not. It's, it's part of a game. Absolutely. You were trying to think it up. So, should we get into our top five list? Yeah, I think so. You want to you want to talk about oh, what we wait, would consider a guy on. movie or something? Fun fact: Speaking of the Batman movies, um, all three of those movies are coming back to theaters. Yes, for the anniversary. Yeah, in um, in one sitting. It's, is it, it's a one sitting type thing. Is it the seventy fifth anniversary of Batman? I'm not eightieth sure. anniversary. Yeah. I don't know. Look, look, look they're they're going to put all three of them back to back. All to three back. are coming back in the theaters. Yes, for, for a limited time because of the anniversary, which is pretty cool. You know what? Um, that might be a future show. Us talking about likes and dislikes of. Just to straight up the whole Batman universe. Yeah. We need, we need to discuss that. A lot of positives, I, abs- and then there's Joel Schumacher. And if you're out there, if you're out there, tell us what you think about that. What about an all-Batman show? Yeah, for God's sakes, leave us some comments. Now, we did have some comments this week. Yes, we um, did. One thanks. being, yeah, we, uh, you had posted a comment about the movie that was getting made from about the bad call in the NFC title game. <laughs> My buddy Aaron, who I used to work with, is a big Minnesota fan. He was like telling people to get over it because... The Vikings could have their own Marvel Universe of movies based on every bad call that they've had or right. something. So right. good, good job, Aaron. And we then lots of people. We had lots of people respond in our poll this week. Is Die Hard Christmas movie? Uh, the poll ended up, I think, being uh, eleven to ten. Uh, Pretty split. For it is a Christmas movie. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll spoiler here. I voted that it is not a Christmas movie, but you know, opinions vary. I'll say that it is. Although I will acknowledge it's a movie that takes place during Christmas. Yeah. Either way, it's just yeah. a fun debate. Um, it is a fun debate. And then, as usual, I've been taking ridicule for years and years because of being such a movie fan that I hate a certain genre of movies. And my buddy Ty from Canada, oddly enough, our boys way up in the great white north, ridiculed me because I do not like Goodfellas or The Godfather. I cannot stand Mob movies or mafia movies. I hate them. They're boring. They do zero for me. I took a beating because I've never seen The Godfather for years and years. I finally sat down one Saturday, watched it, hated it. I can address that. I don't think it's fair or fun to make fun or bust people's balls because they don't like something. If you can look at something and say, that's just not for me. I, I, I respect that. Instead of just going, yeah, I liked it. And you and you're just you're just BSing the people. Um, there are, that's why there's so many different types of movies and so many different types of movies and so many different types of everything. That's why there's 75,000 different flavored beers out there because your beer may not be my beer. I respect somebody who gives it a shot and says, you know what? I just didn't care for it more than I respect. I'm not going to like that because truth be told, when, when I met my wife, I was straight up action comedy. That's all I wanted. I wasn't, you know, I'd watch a drama every now and then you mentioned earlier JFK. Yeah. I'd watch JFK a lot. But my wife, she likes a lot of older movies, uh, 40s and 50s. She, she, she loves Cary Grant. And I was like, you know, I don't know who Cary Grant is, but I'd never seen any of his movies. I like Cary Grant now. Now, I've watched a lot of Cary Grant movies with her, and some of them are garbage, just like there are some right. Adam Sandler movies out there that are garbage. But to be, to be able to watch those and say, okay, I like it, not liking something doesn't make you a, a crappy person. It just means it's not your speed. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. It's although well, it you is, are a fucking moron for not liking Goodfellas. That, that, that's the point. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, my freshman year at Saginaw Valley State, uh, at the end of our training camp, 
they brought all the whole team into an auditorium and you know we were going to celebrate and they they had a movie for us and I'm thinking oh this is going to be awesome. It was fucking Goodfellas. Yeah. Like you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I slept through half of it. Yeah, well, you know, Goodfellas is a good movie to sleep through half of it. There's a lot that's that is the downside to me of of mafia movies and and mob movies. There's a lot of setup and um they, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. Uh, I really like Tom Clancy, who ironically was the guest speaker at my Marine Corps graduation, boot camp graduation, which was pretty awesome. That's awesome. But I can't watch a lot of Tom Clancy movies or read a lot of Tom Clancy books. I do like to read a lot of books because he has so many characters in his mo- in his movies and books that are literally like there's Doug and there's Don and there's Dave. And one of those guys is the bad guy, but he was only in the movie for 30 seconds. It's hard to follow. And that's what I have a problem with in a lot of those mob movies. They're all named Vinny or Vito or, you know, Johnny the Fish or Polly the Squirrel. And you're like, who, who was Polly again? And you're confused by the end. It's, it's, it's hard. Right. But there's a lot of setup in those movies, usually for a, a 25-minute payoff at the end. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's I don't know. They're but just- Goodfellas... Uh, unbelievable acting in it and a great script. And you know, the Godfather's the same thing. I will say this. Every time I hear the name Karen, I do crack up. (laughs) It was all the money we had, Karen. Yeah. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I, I, at least I can say this. I watched it. I just didn't like it. Hey, and, and that's cool. But I I respect it for what it is, but it's just, it's just boring as hell. So let me ask you, Mike, what are we going to, how do we classify a dick flick? what, What is that? The way that we came up with this is it's movies that your wife, girlfriend, or whoever watched with you and ended up enjoying it. So I got a couple different lists. Actually, you know, a a number of different movies on there. So I kind of went through, and then I based my list on the top five movies that I loved, that I agreed with, that they liked too. That's cool. As far as from the female perspective. Yeah. Uh, Full disclosure here, my top five list was given to me by my wife. So you um, really did put in some yeah, work. She, yeah, I did. And But you know what? Um, we discussed it. We talked about it, why why she likes them so much. And I got to be honest with you, my top five list are, in my opinion, five pretty badass movies. So I agree. All right. All right. So didn't you start last week? I did start last week. All right, then. I'm going to kick this bitch off now, with number five. there is going to be a little bit of arguing today why I think you're wrong. You should do the same back to me. Okay, I'll agree. All right, number five, The Expendables. Wow! I'm not gonna lie. That shocked me that that showed up oh on this list. Oh my god! Somebody call an ambulance! I got to be taken away. That was that was number five. Holy crap! I will say, as far as guy movies, you cannot lose with the Expendables. No way. Those I, I, I love the Expendables, but I have to watch it uh, in a closet with headphones on because, in my opinion. It's the Avengers of all of our favorite action movies. It is. That's it. Well, that's what it was supposed to be. And, it was supposed to be. And it's flawless. Oh, so much fun. The jokes, so the one-liners, but so the much people fun. that show up. Um, Chuck Norris in part two makes the joke about all the Chuck Norris jokes yeah. that a cobra bit him, and after five long excruciating days, the cobra died. Yes. They put that in the movie. I thought, well, that's, to me, it was. And that's brilliant. why those movies are so good. They they do not take themselves seriously. They they know that what they're doing is total bullshit, and that you're going to get off. Because on if it. you do it any other way, it doesn't work. And the way they did it, the way Sylvester Stallone handles it, and the the fourth one is coming. Thank God, it's going to be the last one. But good, because like, the ending on three would make my the, brain the, hurt. Yeah, the ending three wasn't the best one, but that franchise in general to show up on a on a chick's list. Is pretty impressive. So that's the franchise. That's not just the first one. That's the franchise. The, the movies, yes. Oh, yep. 
Uh, so that's you're so I, incredible. I, can't, I know, right? You know what? We should just stop right there. That that even <laughs> made the list. I know. I was pretty. I was pretty shocked. All right, my number five, and I think you're really gonna like this. In full credit, that goes to Jennifer, who's one of uh, my coworkers at, at my new awesome job that I'm at. That was actually on her list. That's badass. I was shocked. That's badass. My number five is Slapshot. Really? Yes. That's how awesome my wife is. That's equally as impressive. That movie is so fucking funny for reasons that it should not be funny. The things they say, if they made that movie today, there would be riots in the street about some of the things that they say in that movie. But like remaking Blazing Saddles. Yeah, they're going to ruin it. They're just going to ruin right. it. But this slap, slap shot was... It, it, you know, the, it bills itself as one of the top ten sports movies of all time, and you ha- I have to agree with it. It's just so much fun to watch the Handsome Brothers just go out and just wreck people to to see these guys are playing a game they love. Uh, to, to <laughs> just I don't I don't know how much what else I can say about it. It's a, products, it's a fun movie. Products of Northern Michigan University. Yes. Fun fact. Yes. Which is awesome. God, that's that's a pretty good list. Yeah. Well, I mean, start to your list. Slapshot. I, I agree. I agree. All right. Number four, which was equally as surprising, John Wick. <laughs> wow! Um, that movie is nothing but face-punching with guns. Proof there are some cool chicks out there. Right? John Wick franchise, to me, is an instant watch. If it's on TV, I watch it. It was on yesterday, uh, just flipping through channels on cable again. Don't put these movies on cable, but even if you do, you still get me, so whatever. Um, third one comes out, I think, in a, uh, next month or the getting month a, after. Getting a big-time blockbuster release date. Huge, yeah. and, as it should, because yes. uh, Keanu Reeves has turned this franchise into gold. Yeah. Uh, the first one was amazing. Second one was even better, and that's rare that that happens. Very rare. Yeah. Um, if you can make Common look like a good actor, you've you, you've got a hit on your hands. Right? Yeah. Terminator and Salvation. all they had to do was kill a puppy. Um, yeah, in the trailer. Did you see the trailer for the third one? I Like I said, I don't like to watch trailers that okay, much. Okay, there is a line in the trailer that's like seconds long, and the lady says, man, all this over a puppy. Nice. And it's true. I say I don't watch trailers that much, but I have watched the two new Avengers trailer about 20 times. How can you not? Right. I'd be disgusted if you didn't. All right, here's my number four. Mad Max Fury Road. What? Susan loved it. She, this movie, to me, we watched it on New Year's Eve, um, actually. And when we got done, I kind of looked around the room, and I was like, what'd you think? And she said, I, I liked it a lot. So we talked about it. I had issues with it because when I watched it the first time, I expected some some exposition. I expected, who is this guy? Who is this girl? Blah, 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 blah. They didn't do any of that. They just dropped the hammer. And they went. And the more we talked about it, the more I agreed. This movie was awesome because it was a guy's movie that for really one of the few times ever you've seen the woman not depend on the guy. She saved his ass. He saved her ass. It was a true symbiotic relationship between the two of them. Right. It was beautiful. The action was great. The stunts were awesome. Awesome. The, 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 the special effects were really, really good. And it carried a franchise that was really good in the 80s. But if you go back and watch Thunderdome now, you're kind of like, it opened it up. I hope they make more of them. 
Right. That's what I, I that's what I liked about it. You you had the character development as the story went on. Plus, I mean, you had Tom Hardy. Right? I will say that the Road Warrior, that guy in the hockey mask, yeah. terrified me as a kid. Oh my God! Yes, and not just because of the Jason thing, but that guy was terrifying creepy he was creepy just walk away yeah but when yeah yeah right <laughs> just walk away but when i saw mad max Fury wrote on this i was like wow that 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 surprises me but she had a, she had a lot of good reasons and i and i can't argue with them yeah that movie was great um the second one hopefully is coming soon i know they're they're trying to get it done but as quick as it looks like george miller makes a movie it could be 10 years before yeah, we, we see it we might be dead before it comes out we'll get venom 2 before we get Mad Max, too. Yeah, but most likely. I'm most okay likely. with that. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. All right, so my number three, which, man, it teeters on chick flick and guy flick, and you'll understand why. 40-Year-Old Virgin. <sighs> so good. Now, the thing about 40-Year-Old Virgin is it's almost the perfect combination of chick flick and guy flick. Mm-hmm. The arguing back and forth between... Um, I can't remember the, the the black guy's name and the Indian employee when they go back and forth about switching schedules and the, how they hate each other and they're just racially berating each other is absolutely hilarious. Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, the the poker scene. Yeah. Have you even touched boobs? Yeah, it felt like a bag of sand. Yeah. And they're like, that's when they figured it out. But yeah. that movie in general was hilarious. And Steve Carell was fantastic. So it's yeah, it I I had to agree because I could watch that movie over and over. Yeah, that's it's fun that movie. funny. That's a very fun movie. That's uh the the first time that I watched that movie, actually, I was I was with my parents, <laughs> and me and my brother were watching it with them. And after about twenty minutes, my dad said, "Yeah, we're turning this off." <laughs> the but um, it, it, that's the, he we turned it off right at the spot where they stopped talking like that. So it was kind of ironic. It's the the scene where Steve Carell gets his chest waxed, oh, which so is one hundred percent legit. The behind the scenes of them filming that scene, yeah. Um, there's a part where. Paul Rudd had to walk away because he was laughing so hard. I mean, I don't know. I just I agreed. Four Year Old Virgin is an amazing. It's a fantastic cast. It's an it's an incredible cast of people who are super talented. So we'll just call that a chick dick flick. Uh, ooh, that's right. A, that's that's a picture you don't want in your mental Rolodex. Or but you'll get it in Thailand, I'm sure. Well, there you go. Okay. Sure, you got there it. There it is. All right, you your number it. three. All right, my number three. Here we go, Mike. Mine was my number three is The Godfather. For those of you listening at home, Mike just left the room. Full disclosure, I just saw The Godfather from front to back for the first time on Friday night. I have seen snippets and knew what was kind of what went down and everything, and I'm going to say that I totally understand why this is number three and why people like that movie so much. I'm also going to say I totally understand why you don't like it. Um, I actually watched it with the family, with my wife and, and my son, and... Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you what, uh, it is the movie that people say it is for all the reasons they say it is. The, the acting and the, the story in that are, are really, really good. I, I, I firmly believe it, but it takes a long way to get where it's going. I honestly believe you could knock 20 minutes out of that movie and it would make no difference. But I also understand why Mario Puzo put that in his movies and why Ford Coppola put him in the script. It, it, you, I think that you got to have... There's certain things that you need to understand about those characters, considering that what he had going was a long series of books that the studios were going to try and make into a long series of films. I 
would like to to say Robert Duvall. I don't know if I've ever seen him in a movie that I did not like him in. The movie might be a giant piece of shit, but that guy is severely underrated as an actor. He is awesome in anything he does, and he, to me, he steals that movie. His character is fantastic. You don't like The Godfather? I get it. Um, The thing that amazed me about that movie was there were three hours, and the only bad word they said was dick. That was it. There was no damn hell shit. There was nothing. I was super surprised. Now, yes, the year it came out, that type of language wasn't really, really accepted in movies, but I was super surprised because if you watch Goodfellas, every other word is fuck. Every other word. Joe Pesci, right? Yeah, Yeah. true. I have not seen The Godfather 2 yet. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I I would say that I liked liked it, and I can see why it's on that list. Yeah, I'll get around to seeing part two. Never. Understandable. But you let me know how it is. I will. I will. Um, all right. So my actually back to that Godfather thing. I hear that you may know this. Someone else may know this. If you do, please comment and let us know. Apparently, there's an ultimate cut of Godfather one and two that is supposedly re-edited and is supposed it's, to be phenomenal. It's called the Godfather Saga. Okay. It's seven hours and four minutes long. But it is Godfather 1 and 2 edited chronologically. Because the Godfather 2, from what I understand, bounces around a lot. Because the Godfather 2 is technically a prequel to the Godfather. It talks about Vito Corleone, who was Marlon Brando's character, rising to power, who is in 2 played by Robert De Niro. Okay. Because they wanted a younger one. But it's essentially a lot of the same characters. Yes, it is. It's called the Godfather Saga. It's seven hours long. I don't know if I could do it. So you could watch that side by side with the Major League Baseball game and be done at the same time. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I got that. I got my facts straight. <laughs> All right. Number two, and I'm just gonna let I'm I'm just gonna say that number two and number one to to me were ah, dead number two and number one. To, number two, Deadpool, which really honestly brought a smile to my face when I saw that on the list. I'm like, okay, because it does. In fairness, yes, it's a Marvel movie. Yes, it's rated R. Yes, it's my favorite superhero, but in Deadpool 1, there are chick flick parts to it. Guy's got cancer, doesn't want to put his girlfriend through it. Um, Which is legitimately almost every chick flick. The no, guy gets cancer. Funny story. Or a Lifetime movie. 100% true story. When we were going to see Deadpool, there was an elderly couple of women behind us that didn't know what movie to go see. So I suggested Deadpool. I'm not lying, folks. This shit happened. So I suggested Deadpool, and they're like, oh, what's that? I said, yeah, it's a movie about a guy that comes up, you know, that, that gets cancer, that doesn't want to put his girlfriend through it, so he has to find ways to get treatment. And, you know, it's a, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a story about a cancer survivor. And they thought that was just, oh, that's perfect. Like, they, it just ripped, it grabbed them by their hearts. To this day, I always wonder, what happened to those two ladies they either ate when they of a heart sat attack. down to watch that movie. <laughs> I I wish there was a way I could find out, but yes, that is a true story. I talked two old ladies into seeing Deadpool based on a cancer survivor story. Well, you have to remember that released Valentine's Day weekend, and the picture had a the the whole him doing that stupid ass little hand well, gesture that covers up with the heart. Full disclosure, I did say it was a love story too, so you know whatever. Well, just it doing is, my it, part. It is a love story. So there you go. My number two was Deadpool. 
I think I think that I'm gonna. I know what your number one is at this point. Do you really? I well, you said it goes hand in hand with number one. Well, okay. My number two is The Dark Knight. Fair enough. Um, can't argue. No, I, I cannot argue. You can't. And and you know what? We could literally talk about The Dark Knight for it's, hours. In secondary, why would I? Yeah, it's. It's a it's a fantastic movie. It is very it borders on a perfect movie. The 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 acting, the special effects. We said it, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the Marvel episode that we did a couple weeks ago. Yep. It's it is it is a fun ride. It is a uh, it's a perfectly done movie. You know, if I don't know I don't know I don't know anything else I can say about it. Right. It's it's been it's been beat to death about how good the movie is. It is and and rightfully so. I mean, the, the, there's nothing bad you can say about that movie. It's flawless from beginning to end. The, there's just nothing bad about it at all. And it's still to this day, I mean, that franchise is what DC can hang their head on to say, look, we crushed this, and you did. Yeah, they Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Dark Knight, so that's good. So your Slapshot, Fury Road, Godfather, and Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. So my number one. Is it Deadpool 2? No, it is not. All De- right. It is not Deadpool 2. You want to take a guess what number one is? No, I, I, Deadpool two was my guess. Okay. Step Brothers. Now I love that fucking movie. I have been obviously a movie nerd since I was a little kid. Growing up watching movies with my uncle, who was at the you know was only ten years older than me, and my grandfather, staying weekends with them watching movies in the basement. They let me watch movies that my parents would not ever let me watch. Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, all of that stuff. Um, and a lot of those stuff, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, what do you remember in that movie? The quotes. Oh, the, the lines. Absolutely. Excuse me while I whip this out. Yep. Where are the white women at? Like, what knockers? We're going to need us Thank a shitload of dimes. Yeah. It's all of the quotes. and His work was doo-doo. <laughs> Step Brothers is right there. If not, I think Step Brothers is one of those movies that it doesn't matter when you watch it on your worst day, that movie is going to make you laugh. What are you doing? I'm watching TV. Why are you sweating? I'm watching cops. <laughs> See what I mean? All day long. I mean, just, I mean, it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer, You're waking for God's the sakes. neighbors, which for all of you listening, our original title for this post or this podcast was going to be the Catalina wine mixer. Yes, that, that did make the cut. It was actually number two, but, um, uh, yeah, number one is Step Brothers, and I cannot disagree. Absolutely. I mean, that that movie is. I can so watch that unbelievable. And laugh like an idiot by myself, which I do on multiple occasions, probably too often. I will watch a movie and just crack up, and that movie does it more than probably any other movie. The facial gestures you get in that movie, the 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 quotes, the situations that those guys are in. Um, it never stops. It never stops, and it doesn't stop when Will Ferrell and John C. Riley leave leave the screen. Adam, oh my Adam God. Scott, Adam Scott, who I think he's fantastic. Um, just to hear him on other podcasts and his other shows, the father, the character who played the father, uh, Mary. He's St- been in a ton yeah, of movies. The, the the things I heard about that movie were that the father was the funniest person on the set. He would do stuff that would literally crack up Riley and Ferrell. To the point that they would have to stop the scene and walk away for ten minutes because he, I can't, I can't imagine. But I, I watched that movie. Oh my god, just it's just pure joy from beginning to end. I have the the Blu-ray, of course, no surprise. But it also has the unrated version, which does have an extended. Um, I want to say it's like ten or fifteen minutes, but the bulk of that is 
additional scenes of them trying to sell the house and them pulling shit in the house yeah. when they come visit. Like, they set up the garage as a meth lab. Yes, that was great. Um, there's just... That movie is perfection to there me. There was it's, the section with the whole cans in that. And the, but the I, I got cans. a wallet and he got whole cans? Yeah. Not gut punch. Um, I... Step Brothers to me is a flawless comedy. There, there, there's nothing wrong with it ever. Hey Adam, Spreckens the dick. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, your number one. My number one is. I'm going to preface this with something here. Oh boy. I like it when people ask you questions like, "What's your favorite movie of all time?" It's impossible. You can't answer that question unless somebody says, "What's your favorite comedy?" or "What's your favorite action movie?" You know, "What's your favorite album?" Well, I don't know. Are we talking country? Are we talking jazz? What are we talking? If you asked me what my favorite movie of all time was in any genre, I would probably myself put this movie in, in their top five. And, and they would be like, well, that's not really an action movie, and I could justify it because of a couple of scenes. Okay. Caddyshack. Oh. I'm going to be. Classic, I'm going sir. to be honest with you and tell you I've probably seen this movie 200 times. There was a point in my life where I didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't have cable, but I had some DVDs, and I would, you know, I spent my money on my internet so that I could play video games or whatnot. And I would put stuff on in the background. And this was on at least twice a week. I, there was a point where I probably could have quoted this movie to you without having it in front of me. I cannot tell you how awesome this movie is. Everybody who has, should have seen it has already seen it. Multiple the times. stories behind it, the, the, the stories behind this movie that you hear from, from people like uh, John Landis and 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 Ted the two-hour documentary that that you can find on, on cable. It's it was so awesome. The story about Rodney Dangerfield auditioning for this. He walks into the desk and lays down a a line of coke and snorts it and says, "We gonna do this or what?" You can't. You and you get that when you watch this movie. It is incredible to me, and the fact that it's number one. On a movie of a list of movies that my wife look, likes to watch, I can't even begin to tell you how happy that makes me. I commend her. Yes, that movie is also one of those movies that I got to see uh, before I was allowed to see it, and it's again probably you know attributed to the smartass that I've become today. But all those movies are good for that reason. Like they're just fun. They're entertaining, funny movies that stick with you in your head forever. I mean, here we are. I mean, I'm in my mid-40s, and I remember these movies like the first time I saw them. Yeah. It's, it's nonstop. It, so, much, so much fun, that movie. The action sequences, obviously, is when everything's blowing up at the end. It's an action movie, right? Explosions. Right? It's, it's a drama because there is a love story to be had there. It's a comedy because, duh. Thanks for nothing, Danny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing you could make an argument for this movie is that it's not a – you couldn't call this a science fiction movie, but – Wildlife. Uh, yeah, true. It's 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 a nature it's a nature documentary. Smartest uh, the life gopher of the gopher. Ever. Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, and let, let me let me tell you let me say this about something something about this movie. Bill Murray and Chevy Chase and 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 Bill Brian Doyle Murray they get a lot of credit for the roles that they played in this movie, but that movie would not have been what it is without Ted Knight. Oh, I. Ted Knight was an underrated actor. Um, I, actually, I just heard a story this week about how when he was on the Mary Tyler Moore show, he begged to be let out of his contract because he's like, I'm not stupid. And he played a dumb character. He sucks. Underrated slouch. Yes. Tremendous you're, you're, slouch. You're, don't tell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous <laughs> slouch. That movie, to me, you, I, cannot, I cannot sing its praises enough. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's, uh, I can't argue. That's a good one. That, that's a great one. 
Um, I had some honorable mentions. Obviously, we can't do all of them, yeah, but I, I had some other ones that I thought were very, very valid. Uh, old School, Great another movie. Will Ferrell classic, underrated. Great I mean, movie. that was a, just a funny-as-hell movie. Um, the Hangover series. People can argue that the Hangover got bad after you know after the first one, which you're you're not gonna. Do. It wasn't bad. It was just more of the same. It was more of the same, but it was super good. And because of the way those three guys played off each well, why other, why you fuck Chow? And Chow, I mean, my God, give me a movie about Chow, and I'll watch that all day, every day. Chow's the best. Uh, Iron Man and Avengers made it. Okay. And the two surprising ones was Crank, <laughs> and Jack Reacher. Dude, we're not. Borns aren't allowed. You're not. With, you, All right, so they're I'm not in the scratch okay. crank off of there. <laughs> you know what? I haven't. I haven't seen any of the Jack Reacher movies. Um, Very good. I, yeah, I, I've heard they are. I struggle with the Tom Cruise listen, because some listen, of the stuff he's in his shit. Hold on but, a second. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Tom Cruise, take his batshit crazy real life out of it. Oh yeah, that that's that not a dude makes an incredible action movie. Jack Reacher is more of a suspense investigative with a lot of action yeah. in it, where he's he's a cop, he's a military cop. Right. Um, Mission Impossible movies. I mean, I dare anybody to tell me those are bad movies. The, they're fun, great summer blockbuster movies. The Mission The Mission Impossible movies have turned into the Fast and the Furious movies. Yes. It's how ridiculous can we make them? Which but, kind of throws me out of it a little bit sometimes. I'll admit, but okay. As dumb as this sounds. The Mission Impossible movies, they're ridiculous, is a little more believable than what the Fast and the Furious is. Are. Oh yeah, I, but you take it for what they are and you enjoy it. And if I, and I if haven't, you, I haven't seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies except the Fast and the Furious, which is the best, the one. first one, which I is the best it. one. I hated it. It's super good, and you can go fuck yourself. Wow, that was mean. So I didn't say that about you. <laughs> I didn't say that about Goodfellas. So that's all we got. You got anything else? Not really. It's um, a good list. Yeah, I, that's a good list. Um, I would like to. I would like to say this. We were talking uh, the other day. My wife and I were talking about rom coms and what makes a rom com, you know. And I'm like, well, you know, you got it's got to be funny, and you got, you have this. And Rebel blah, Wilson. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, okay. But one of the things I said was, well, if you're going to classify that movie as a rom com, you got to classify Wedding Crashers as a rom com. And she goes, no, no, you know, because of that whole stalker thing that he had going on after she told him no. And I said, Meg Ryan is sleepless in Seattle, and I got a. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe a rom com, you have to have some some stalker issues in it too. I, I don't. I don't know. Makes sense. I'll be. I'll say this. I don't mind a good rom com. I. I don't. I. I have no problem watching a movie that's funny. I don't care if it's about two people trying to get together. Um. I, I don't. I don't like. Uh, you know. What's the last movies, one you watched? The last rom com I watched. Yeah. For the first time, or the last rom com I watched? Just the last one you watched. Wow. I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you. Probably. Harry Met Sally? Wow. Maybe? Mine was the one where Amy Schumer fell and hit her head on the sink and then thought she was super hot. Oh. Um, I can't even remember the name. It was okay. Yeah. And I, I saw, like Amy Schumer. She's Her stand-up is amazing. Oh, but she's so funny. She's so funny. She's got a new one out on Netflix now called we watched, Grow, Growing. We watched, we watched it this week. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, that's the one where she talks about it, 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 They got all the crap about her, the... People were coming out and trying to fat shame and stuff like yeah. that. And they, yeah, I heard it was really good. It's super good. And there's a there's a I can't even spoil it, but there's a part where she does something with her dress that totally floored me, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" That's the one with LeBron, right? Isn't it? No, no, that's minutes? in her stand up. Oh, okay. she freaks a guy out in the front row, and it was genius, and it was brilliant, and it nice. I was like, "What the hell did I just see?" Nice. It was hilarious, but gotcha. worth checking out. So that's all I got, guys. Um. 
hit us up on Facebook, Top 5 for Fighting. Like us. Please go to iTunes and leave a review. Uh, that's the best way for us to get our name out there so that other people can see it. we got to have a certain number of reviews before they'll post a star rating. Pretty please. Um, pretty please. P- post on Facebook. Post. Whatever. You want to you show us a link to something that you think's funny. you got an idea you want us to talk about. You want to comment on something. If you tell think us, I'm a dick for not liking Goodfellas yeah, or The Godfather. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Look, we, hey, we're totally open to the criticism. People already have. Yeah, yeah, and probably will again. Thanks, Ty. Yeah. Aaron? Um, we, we put a poll up. Everybody voted in the, the vote in the poll this week. Thank you very much. Uh, contact us. Communicate with us. That's what we want to hear. Um, you, you know, we hope one day that this turns into something huge. But as of right now, it's to you. Tell your friends about us. Get us outside our circle of friends. If you think that what we have is worth sharing, share it with them. If you don't think it's not worth, if it's not worth sharing, well, then tell us to go fuck ourselves and we'll stop doing this. We, we're not going to. Not really. But tell us. Um I, I I think I think I got that's it. Um, uh, hey, like the 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 final four tournament. Um, who, who'd you pick? Uh, North Carolina. Uh, I picked North Carolina too. My final four is still intact, so that's good. But M- my n- final four is still intact too. I got a tough one today. I hope I need to uh, Texas Tech. Next week we will uh, we'll, we'll dive into the tournament, see who's still alive in our in our brackets, and just kind of go over what's going on, and yeah. um, we'll definitely hit that more. But thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. Yep, as long as. You- We'll keep talking if you keep listening. I'm going to talk anyway. I be the same, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Run!